Hey, and welcome to the Dad FC Football Podcast. And we are back, full strength. Yeah. Uh, we we managed to, to navigate this just like the Premier League with a bit of COVID, a bit of isolation. Yeah. So if our small squad can get through it, I'm sure these 25-man Premier League squads can get through it as well, plus, plus youth teams as well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Back um, feeling all right again. So um, glad to be back doing it, actually. So missed doing it, actually. Missed so, you. Yeah. But um, ah, he's mad. I had obviously COVID for a couple of weeks and then so but back back in action now and ready to get cracking on. Have yeah. you anyway, Glenn? What's been going on? Well, we had it. We had an interim um co-host with us. Dan came in, mate. So we had yeah. we had the interim in. Uh, work wise, uh, sat at home for ten days. Had a loose my slate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. Apart from, apart from that, mate, we had a had a weekend away at the lodges. Uh, so try to. Have a weekend away before Christmas. That was nice. Yeah, a bit more entertaining from yours, though. I gather. I could ask you what's going on, but uh, I can probably guess. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I well, there's a few things have happened since we last did the pod. Um, Newcastle won a game, which That's... as if as if Newcastle win the first game in a hundred thousand years, and I don't get to talk about it on the pod because I'm laid up in bed. Um, that would have definitely been the first game. Forty-five. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll cram the last next ones in. 10 minutes um, <laughs> put a TV on the, on the wall for the first time um, how long did it take yeah uh, not that long actually about 16 check calls to my, to my old man yeah um, so Dad, yeah, pilot Holland do you use the same side <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I um, so that's all, all good but other than that um, just being mad and trying to get back into work and stuff but feeling alright now so well, we've got a full, talk about. full fixtures to talk about and there's a preview show. We'll probably all 20 games on here with uh, everything that's coming up. So we've got loads, <laughs> loads to talk about, mate. So welcome back and let's get cracked on. Let's do it. Okay, so we've got loads of football to talk about. We've got loads of penalties to talk about, Yanis. So I think there's only one place that we can start and that is there. Uh, the penalty fest that was at Stamford yeah. Bridge. Yeah, right, wasn't it? Chelsea three leads two and penalties, penalties, penalties. There was there was there were so many pens over this weekend and so many like really decisive pens actually. We'll obviously yeah. get into them all, but there was like so many pens that were pivotal and especially in the um in like the top four race or title race, whatever. Um top four race? Of I well race race yeah. of the top high race of the top four. Um, I don't know if, he's a, if it's a race or not that but um, yeah I think first one at the Chelsea Leeds, I thought Leeds played pretty well first half um, Chelsea have this habit now of like I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but I don't think they're playing particularly well at the minute Chelsea like across well, it's like, past, like three or four weeks yeah prior to this they were winning in five in all competition weren't they was it was it is, was it only that yeah, they've had, uh, yeah, they've had a bit of a sticky spot, mate, while you've been laid up. Right, I think in one win in five was that not against Newcastle, so that's like not even a real win because that's a token win. Everyone yeah. wins against Newcastle, so you don't count. <laughs> yeah, so it's no wins in four. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. Do you think it's a good thing that they're winning ugly, or do you think, or would you like, would you, if you're a Chelsea fan, would you like to be smashing teams? I think if you're a Chelsea fan. You, you obviously want your team to win in style, 
But then every team that wins the league at some point has to go through the sticky period where you get horrible wins like this, whether if it's a 95th minute penalty, it's still three points at the end of the day. And if yeah. it's a win in the Premier League, there's not that many easy games. Yeah, Any team, any game can prove out to be a tough one and this should be one of them with Leeds, Leeds taking the lead through a, a penalty. So do you want to go with that one first, mate? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just like, this is Alonso will always will always do this kind of thing. Like he's an attacking fullback, isn't he? He's not a particularly great defensive fullback. I think that was a pen. A pen. Um, definitely, I don't yeah. think he gets. I think he goes over the kind of ball, isn't he? Like the ball goes sort of through his leg or like under his leg or round his boot somehow. I don't know how he doesn't get the ball, but he doesn't, and it's a pen. So we'll we'll keep a tally throughout this pod. How many pens we will both give? Okay. So okay, yeah, I think that's pen. <laughs> yeah, so we've both given one so far. Uh, so the first penalty came along. Um, Chelsea responded just before half time with Mount, and then yeah, next penalty comes along the second half. That's the Rudiger one, and that was the Rafinha tackle on Rudiger, wasn't it? Because ah, yeah. it was Rafinha tackle on Rudiger's like marauding, isn't he? Where is he going? Like, he's sent her off. Terrible, terrible tackle. Yeah, that was an awful tackle. That. Yeah. that is a penalty all day long. Yeah, that's a pen. That was definitely a penalty. Um, I do think Tony Rudiger playing this like sort of like the um, the well, the left sided centre half he's just like passing the ball he just loves getting forward he's just like he's like a, he's like if Stephen Taylor was any good that's what Stephen Taylor would have liked to have been like just excited when he gets the ball but it's almost um, like he gets a bit bored and goes on a run just high but it, it's never like it's not exactly the sort of mazy centre-half runway, just runs into trouble, loses it, and then they've got to sprint back. He's actually, like, really effective, and he's, he's, he doesn't look graceful like a left-back would be. Yeah. But he doesn't look like a centre-half coming out. He's, he looks just like a, I don't know, but, um, yeah, he's, he's in banging form. I do love how Rudiger, he, anything goes on the pitch, literally anything, he wants to be in the middle of it. Like, remember Jens Lehmann for, um, for Arsenal would, like, run... 80 yards just to argue with like the fourth official or whatever. <laughs> That's what Rudiger's like and he's just any scrap he's straight in there. Yeah, I think um, all players can do that now because you can't touch anybody. You know, that's why you see like little five foot five wingers squaring up against like six foot four centre halves and <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh so yeah I agree that was a stonewall pen um and then that Gelhart scored in was it the, he's the first teenager or something to score for Leeds in the Premier League since James Milner back in like 2004 or something yeah. that. But, um, good, good goal moment. that as well got across Thiago Silva yeah he took his goal really well there didn't he top finish yeah. so he'll be buzzing with that one and then 94th minute is this one a penalty where he sort of gets kicked through the back of him a little bit I've written soft but a pen it's a softest of them but I think it's still a penalty you can't do it anymore. That's you, you haven't been able to do that anywhere on the pitch for a good ten years now. Yeah, if the I agree. It pains me to say this because it's not the type of football I enjoy watching, but you can't. Do <coughs> so yeah, it's a penalty, and yeah, with with three from three, and as it pains to say, like the as a Newcastle fan, it was good to see Leeds not pick up any points there because they. Still I know. Yeah. 10 games, 20 games down the line where they could be around us. So, Yeah, yeah. As, from a total selfish point of view, I was chuffed a bit. Um, 
Jorginho there. They were all actually good pens, weren't they? Jorginho's first penalty was absolute about that. And then that was, I think, I always think that must be one of the hardest pens. Either the automatic retake must be the hardest pen to take mm-hmm. if you've scored, but like, I don't know, for some reason you have to retake it or something. That must be a hard pen. But the, uh, equally, like a late pen to take, your second pen, that must be quite a challenging pen to take. So Jorginho loves it, doesn't he, though? Hi, little, little step there. You're not going for blast. Hi, little jump. You tried that once. You won't be doing that one again. I know, yeah. Uh, but all in all, that I think that is an ugly but very like good win for Chelsea. That so, good game as well. Over the last few weeks, um, Lukaku started coming back into the, the Chelsea game, coming off the bench. Doesn't look fit at all. And I know he's had an injury, it takes a while to get back, back to match fitness, but. He's still a professional sportsman. He's been getting back to match fitness for a few weeks. Like he's had a preseason. It's not as if he's been out for the whole time. He's got a hefty price tag on him. Like, is this backfiring? Is it too early to discuss about this? Is it a waste of ninety odd million, however much it was? I think Man United fans would say like this is what they would have expected Lukaku to be. Sometimes like brilliant, uh, and sometimes just be like non-existent. And I think. He, I don't know why I would think this, but he does strike me as the kind of player that would maybe struggle to get back up to fitness mm-hmm. quickly. I thought, but because he was only out for six, like was it six or eight weeks or something? So it was, it was hardly like a you know nine month ACL. Exactly. So you know, you, you're right yeah. in saying he hasn't came, he hasn't came back from like you know months and months and months out. He's been out for you know, a Callum Wilson, for instance, comes back and he's up and running and he's injured every other game, isn't he? But like, you no, know, an example, so he. He's a kind of player that gets back on the fitness very well. Lukaku is like slow, but I don't know. Is he getting Tuchel's like not fancying him a little bit? I don't know. I just because what you mentioned there, like Lukaku started the start of the season, he was scoring goals, he was in form, he's gone out. Like I know he's got maybe get back in form, but the fitness thing I, I don't buy, and it's not really squad rotation when he's just coming off the bench and. You've got him 90 million sat on the bench, and or you could have Havertz 70 million sat on the bench. Or it's a lot of money, to... yeah, that's enough, that, isn't it? A lot of money, but anyway, I think it's just an interesting point to, to look at over the next, yeah. especially over Christmas period. Like, he's gonna to have to start playing small minutes because you need to rotate your players with games every three days. Uh, absolutely. Next, let's go to the other rotating managers, the Pep Roulette. Uh, yeah, Man City Wolves 1 0. Your, uh, yeah. Favourite man to cheer scoring goals who's not on the Newcastle team, Jimenez. Two yellow cards and was it 43 seconds? Yeah, I mean, what is he doing? I mean... I, I get what he's doing. He's forgot he's just being booked. Because it is it is almost like a natural reaction for maybe some players to block the ball. You see that happen, but it's nil-nil. He's being booked. It's not as if it's like at the death or anything like that or they're going to get away on the counter to ball on the halfway line with pretty much... 11 men behind the ball anyway. And he, not only had he just been booked, but he also, he just stopped the ball, like the freak had been taken for like a couple of seconds anyway. Mm-hmm. He already, it, it, it's not as if he just stood in front of it and was like, oh, it's just happened. He'd already tried it about like three seconds earlier, then continued to try it. Yeah, bizarre. I don't think the first one was a booking, by the way. I think it's an awful decision. I don't know how that's a yellow card. I don't even know if, like, it's a foul, but it's like, it's nothing. There's yeah. nothing in it, I don't think, at all. It's not cynical. It's not like it was a counter-attack. It's just, it's just a foul that's not a booking. I don't know if he, it was an accumulation of I think fouls. The, but I, 
the ref had a bad. It was it Moss the the referee there. I don't know, but it, yeah, what it was it was one of a few poor referee displays I thought over the um, over the weekend. That's probably the worst one. We'll get onto the pens in a sec, but I don't think that, he had to send them off. I don't think he had. He can't have any arguments him and Ez for that. He has to be sent off. Totally idiotic. But I don't think the first one was a booking. Um, and then the pen. There's two pen shouts I want to talk about, actually. Um, there's the actual penalty that um, City get. So Bernardo Silva crosses it in. I think it's Jean Martino. Yeah. I mean, for, what do you think? Pen? No pen? No pen. It's his arm. Like, you kind of start... If it's clearly hit his arm, like elbow yeah. to hand, I get it. But like, he's tucked his arm in a bit, it's in his armpit. You kind of like start expecting people to start jumping with the arms by the side. It look like pencils that look bonkers, like the game just to watch. <laughs> so I know, I can imagine. For, for me, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a penalty. So maybe no, I, I think it's an awful decision. I think it's an absolute shocker. Um, I think it goes off his like, it's off his like side onto his armpit as well. It's yeah. hardly that it's hit his arm first. Like, it's oh. your arm. Like, if in the argument, if his arm was in an unnatural position, but if his arm was in a, in a natural position, it would hit where the ball hit, which would be his side. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have been a penalty. But if it would hit him full on on his arm, but his arm was down by his side, it wouldn't have been a pen because it would have been a natural position. Because his arm wasn't in a natural position, in his chest first, then his arm, which is unnatural. So it's a pen. Like, it just, I think uh, the referees. There's some poor refereeing, but there was VAR has just gone full circle for me. It's yeah. it gave everything two seasons ago, and now it's just I, I don't even think they're there. Yeah. I don't think they've knocked off for the for the Christmas. <laughs> That's it. Because looking at um, it, the 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 ref there I just brought it up there was Jonathan Moss. I thought yeah. he was letting a lot. He was letting a lot go at the start, and then almost when he booked, I think it was was it Rodri got a first. After that, yeah. he just set the tone for the game. And yeah, everyone gets broken now. Once it goes down to 10 men, Wolves, to be fair, actually defended really well. Connor Cody, like, there's been people whispering on him about Newcastle. There's no way he's going to come to us. Like, he, he almost has doubled the value of his, like, his value almost got up double over the past, like, month of performances he's put in place. And yeah, yeah. Wolves defended really well. The game looked exactly the same for 90 minutes, which was Man City passing on the 18-yard box with a, the odd break for Wolves. Um, yeah. Sterling got his 100th Premier League goal. Yeah, mad that, isn't it? Yeah, 303. Is it 303, 304 games to get to 100? So you've done yeah, that. That's outrageous. For a guy who was like a tricky winger to become just an absolute goal machine. Yeah. I know he's not been as prolific maybe the last like, 18 months, but still, like he's been some player for City. Um, just on Conor Cody, yeah, I agree. Like He's... He's like brilliant. Um, and not only is he like a really good defender, but he's like such a good organizer. And like he looks like a, he looks like a proper, really, really good captain. You hear him speak, speaks really well, like comes across as um really positive. You see like little videos through like kind of Facebook and stuff where like there people being pranked and that he just comes across well on the team. Like, yeah, I think he's an absolute he's, he's brilliant. Um how much lot more does he have to do to push Harry Maguire for a start? Nah. No slab head will still get a start, would he? I agree. For, for England. If you could have one defender, who would you have? Maguire or Cody? Right now, I'd have uh, I'd have Connor Cody right now. Yeah. Right, on form. 
But I do think Maguire has been a really good defender. I just think he's been in terrible form. Uh, I don't. Uh, he, he, Harry Maguire is always going to have the price tag, isn't he? He's always going to have that. He costs more than Van Dijk, <laughs> which is insane. But uh, it's like the whole thing. That's the whole Joel the thing at Newcastle, forty million. He's been fucking was hopeless. So, um, but um, but yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say: Did you see the penalty shout when Grealish crossed in from the on, from the left and Max Kilman handballed it, but his hand was by his side. But he leaned into the ball. His hand was in a natural position. But he leaned in. For me, if that was given, I'd have been like, right, yeah. I can see that. I think, I think that's a pen. I don't think the other one's a pen. I agree. I I wouldn't have given either of them. But the kill no. if it was given, I would understand. I'd be like, okay, I get it. But I don't think either yeah. would have been given as penalties. But I understand why it would have been. But it wasn't. So I don't understand football. Probably should be doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but again, that's an going back to that's another massive like moment in the title race defined yeah. by huge a, a pen, and that is the dodgiest one, by the way, for me. Yeah, so yeah, bad one. Where want to go next? Uh, another pen, one nil, top club. Uh, this Stephen Gerrard Derby. <laughs> I, I did hear somebody call, uh, was it on maybe on um. Match in a day, or, or maybe it was like the preview shows I was watching, and there were somebody finally said Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa. Like, yes, yeah. so I'm glad to hear that Aston Villa have now been formally introduced as the new name Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa. The Stephen Stephen Gerrard going to Anfield brought some of the worst football reporting in the build-up I've ever seen in the history of football. Where it was like Stephen Gerrard, I think it might have been BBC, where Stephen Gerrard's prepared to risk his Liverpool legacy to come to Anfield and try and pick up three points. Like, can you imagine at any point, Gerard said, look, lads, get one, but if you get one, make sure they get one back because I kind of like risk my legacy. Like, every <laughs> Liverpool fan who has Stephen Gerrard tattoos would be expecting Stephen Gerrard to come as a professional top elite manager as he is now in the Premier League and go for three points. There's some I know, it's, it's bizarre that it's, it's, it's not as if any fan, any Liverpool fans that probably grew up and loved Steven Gerrard like but all will none of them are, if if um, Watkins gets a, like a 91st minute winner and not one there's not a Liverpool fan out there that would be like I hate that Gerrard I've always hated him I've never liked that Gerrard he's done nothing for us like it's just, there's yeah. no way like he was going yeah. to cut out in the car park like the Rangers fans <laughs> yeah but um, yeah bizarre um, this one a pen yeah, it was a penalty. But yeah. The the game itself was a bit nothing, wasn't like Yeah, a couple of chances. Um thought Liverpool was still a better side. Um I think John missed the chance after he came on. Um and I expected it to be a more comfortable win for Liverpool, actually, to be honest with you. But um they're yeah, they're still banging form and they're, they're winning relentlessly at the minute something we you can maybe take from this Villa fans is like to see how how well they put up with the Liverpool onslaught and Aston Villa only conceded one goal against that like Liverpool um, strike force that they have so yeah that's maybe one thing where you can see Stephen Gerrard's done a good job with him in the space of what is it a month or something five weeks how many games a week he's been there so and you can see the Stephen Gerrard impact that he's made so yeah I, th- I think he's going to I think he's going to do a really good job there, to be, to be honest with you. And, yeah, 
big club with lots of sort of lots of ambition. So, um, but again, another another could be it. Is a title race? It could go down to like a matter of a couple of points, or you know who beats who. Like in terms of like Liverpool get three points against City, or whatever. So yeah. for them to get a, for another pen, like a, what fifty minutes to go to to win the game. So just, are you saying that's a penalty as well? Then? Yeah, pen. Yeah, yeah. We're agreeing so far, mate. Four yeses and a no. Well, t- I I do think the Max Kilman one was a pen. I would have given that. Uh, well, I think we're only talking actual pens given. If we start going through every decision, mate, we might lose. Right, we're talking pens given. Right. Uh, uh, should we go to Norwich Man United? Another pen, one nil. Yeah. Um, this is bizarre. I thought like I, I thought Norwich would have like um, back to the wall. I know not. I don't want to go back to Newcastle. We played Norwich and we were we were the better side with ten men for for large large parts of that game. I thought Norwich were brilliant. Norwich, if they had someone that can finish, they would have won that game. Yeah. I know De Gea pulled off some saves, but like, Pucky's decent. Like. He's decent. He's very good championship. Kind of like not a great premiership striker. That yeah. Josh Sargent, I'm still not sure if he's like being a clone or, or what, but he, he should be. <laughs> he's stealing the living as a footballer. Um, yeah. Gilmore had a, had a chance as well. I know he's a, a young one from midfield, but he had a, he had a chance to deflect wide. Like, De Gea pulled up, like, I've got three saves right down here for, for De Gea. One man of the match. That's saying something for you if you keep a wins man in the match against Norwich as well. I know that's bizarre, that isn't it? Ronaldo did absolutely nothing in the game except win and score a pen. So since because I, I think the last time you were here, mate, was was Oli still manager <laughs> just being sacked? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Ferguson was still getting him out, wasn't he? Yeah, I forget how long we've since we spoke, mate. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Ollie had Ollie had just been sat, hadn't he? But um, I think Carrick was still in the mix. So, in case you don't know, mate, there's this guy called Ralph, not Hasselhoot, and there's another guy called yeah, Ralph, yeah. Man United now. Uh, and his two games, both one nils. I think you'd be happy with that because I think oh. his, his main concern was like let's shore up the defence, stop leaking goals, and I think he'll be working on this game by game, moving up the field. Where first of all, it's like how do I fix the defence? And he's changed the full-backs. Yeah, I know. He's, That's interesting, isn't it? Well, I think as Luke Shaw just coming back from injury, so you might yeah. just back in there. But on the right, we've said this about Juan Basaka, like he's not the, the right-back that they, that they thought they were buying. So he's, he's changed the back four. Um, the midfield hasn't really changed too much, except he's, he's playing this 4-2-2-2. Two, two, two. Yeah. And it's almost like he's put Rashford up top to hide... Ronaldo or to protect Ronaldo's lack of movement. Yeah, but I would argue that that showed that Rashford's really out of form because he his he looks disinterested. His body language looks terrible. I can't. Yeah, to me, I'm confused why he's playing Rashford ahead of Greenwood. Yeah, I, I am slightly confused because Greenwood was in really good form at the start of the season. I know Rashford obviously had a bit of a niggle and stuff in the early doors in the season, but I agree, Rashford. Um, I'd be a little bit concerned. I don't think Rashford has this might be controversial. I've said it before to a couple of my new fans that I'm pals with. I don't think Rashford has developed enough into the player he should be. He has all the attributes to be a, like, you know, he's quick. He's got sometimes his finishing is great. Sometimes he's like, he can score from anywhere. He's got good movement. He's got good feet. 
but he blows so hot and cold um, that I don't think he's consistent enough to really ever hold down a. Um, he shouldn't be consistent enough. But playing as he is at the moment, he's not consistent enough to hold down a spot at what my United should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Greenwood would be an absolute no-brainer to start in that role for for me. Like, um, especially as he's probably the more natural. If you're going to play two up top, he's probably the more natural. Like, he's a other than Cavani, mm. that's more of a centre forward because Rashford's become more of a winger, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting to see is he trying to shoehorn like players into this formation that he wants to play, or because um, Sancho's not really doing it. Either is he, and then are you going to get the best out of Fernandez in that kind of yeah, formation? Because he's got a bit anonymous, hasn't he, as well? well Fernandez is going to have to play wide, isn't he? And Fernandez is designed for that 10 position. Yeah. And this is where I think Man United, and I'm jumping conversation completely here, so apologies. Man United and Everton, they've both got the similar recruitment problems, I think, where they keep bringing in new coaches, spending a bomb of money and uh-huh. different styles. I think Dan mentioned this as well, but I think the same's happened with Man United where Oli was adamant it was going to be this 4-2-3-1 and then if Ralph's going to now play this his version of this 4-4-2 or 4-2-2-2 he's left yeah. with players where it's like how do I wedge them in? Yeah. Because Pogba, if Pogba comes back if he gets a game, he's not going to naturally fit into that role. Well, there is potentially an argument to see he might do because I'm sure I'd Juve, he played like to the left hand side of a midfield sort of three, yeah. So more of an inside forward, which but is kind of where Fernandez isn't really playing wide, but he's also not playing. Is it, is it like a bit of an inside? I don't know, it's new to me. I've not really seen this sub formation, so I know, yeah. It's maybe um, which, which, if we watch more European football, someone's yeah. playing right now saying, How do you boys not know what he's trying to do? and we sound completely <laughs> stupid, but. In the Premiership, like, what is this new magic that someone's playing? <laughs> yeah, Sean Dice is like, whoa, is it four four two or not? Yeah, that's all I want to know. Yeah, I, um, I remember growing up in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, it's interesting watch, watching football in the nineties, where every team played four four two, or now and again someone would be absolutely bonkers and play at a four five one, and that was it. There was no other options. <laughs> I know, yeah, and the, the craziest thing was if someone played two little men up top. Yeah, or you got all um, attacking four three three. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, it's interesting with Man United. Um, I think I, I totally agree with you. He, he will be, it'll be a work in progress. The Wambasaka thing is again, it is another interesting point because it felt like Wambasaka had to play right back because he was the only right back at the club. And Dallow was like the forgotten man, wasn't he? Because Dallow was there like in the Mourinho days, I'm sure. Maybe, maybe even being Mourinho at Ball, I'm sure he was there quite some time ago. So um, it's interesting to see him playing. Um, I do think they'd probably like that. Um, they'd like to go show when he's up and, and, and sort of fit again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see that the, the, the fullbacks be changed. Um, quite a pen, yes or no? Is it a pen? Yeah. It's a penalty. Like he's, I think Ronaldo could have stayed on his feet if he wanted to, but if that's happening to any striker in that position, like you're going down, like you've got the arm on his shoulder, or he's wrapped around him a little bit, like. It's a penalty all day. What? I don't think for one minute Max Aarons pulls Ronaldo down that way. I think Max Aarons has grabbed him because he's absolutely, you know, he's terrified that he's let Ronaldo get in front of him. But it just proves how good Ronaldo is that that only takes a split second, a little bit of movement. The bad thing is that the ball is going about eight foot over his head. 
So like he's getting nowhere near it. It's just Aaron's is just terrified that he thinks Ronaldo's getting in front of him. So um, yeah. and then yeah, so another one that was won by yeah. pen, but um but yeah, Ronaldo actually missed an easy chance just after that as well. He should have made it 2 0. Cameron Big yeah. put it on the bar. Rubbish. But yeah, Norwich nil, Man United one, and that's such a bizarre result. If they don't get that penalty, there'll be questions asked about should they be playing this, should they be playing this? Because you know United fans are so reactive. Like if yeah. they don't like get the highest standards they want, like they're like calling for, for blood every time. So can, can I just say something real quick on, on that um the point you did before about um about Oli and kind of changing managers and stuff. This is why they didn't want to get rid of Oli. This is the reason why they wanted to stick with it with somebody for a period of time. Um, and then they get rid of somebody like the change managers too often. That's why they can't get a settled team. And now somebody's gonna come in and <laughs> but we've been like being for blood to get rid of Oli for like months. As soon as they do, like this is the reason why they've got these players that can't fit in the system. Keep changing manager. Can't win, can you? <laughs> uh fun and games. Football fans are fickle. We have short-term memory. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think I'll do for for part one, mate, and then uh, the second half we've got more penalties to talk about. Let's do it. Okay, part two. Yanis, you still with us? You good? Yeah, mate. yeah. I've got a cup of tea now, so um, I've not gone for the uh, daiquiri. Need a quick power nap, ready? Say again? Do you need a power nap? You good? No, no, no. I'll be able to make it through. I had a power nap earlier on. So, next, let's go to Arsenal, mate. And for yeah. oh God, we we absolutely smashed these at the start of the season. Flops first to get sacked, like sacked the yeah. board, everything. And then I'm going to say this was a routine three 0 home win. What I expected Arsenal to do, like Arteta's done a job riding out that rough first three or four weeks. Yeah, uh, and it's still a team in transition. They're not world beaters by any by any means. Like still got done over by Liverpool, but. They are a team in transition, so I expect them to win this. The fact they got a clean sheet is great. So the game, I don't have too much to say about the game except for they had a great team goal. Yeah, that one that passed it from the back. Yeah, it was yeah, a lovely goal, that wasn't it? Great to watch. So unless you want to add anything about the game, mate, I'd rather more talk about the manager going, sorry, them, the captain going for a tattoo. Just, just, oh, that, is that, so that one's come out? Cause I heard um, Arteta saying it was a disciplinary issue. But he went for a tattoo. Yeah, he put on social media, taking a selfie and getting a tattoo. Was, was it Barcelona he went to? Don't quote me on the location, but he went abroad to go and get like a, a tattoo. And that's the second time he's done that. Didn't turn up for training. Um, went, went to get a tat. That is... I mean, he's in London. Like, surely there is loads of places where you can get a good tattoo. <laughs> like, but then, even if you are going to play on Saturday and you're going to get your arms pulled about by in the Premier League, like, it's going to rip your arms to bits and any tattoo you've got, right? Maybe he's planning on just Vaseline up like a Dama Traore does. Just so much Vaseline on. But um, yeah, I, I didn't realise it was actually a tattoo. I just knew it was disciplinary and he missed training. But um, yeah, it's not the first time now, obviously. So they've not had much luck with their captains recently. Obviously, Jack Jacka was captain and just got set up every 15 minutes. So, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's... that's it's odd that, isn't it? I think you had a look out. How much is he on a week? Yeah, it just brings back up £250,000 a week. He paid for 
paid for him. Three years. Week, the minimum I expect is you to turn up a train on time, especially you know you're driving a Ferrari or something, so can't be late. So he's he signed a three-year contract worth thirty-nine million, two hundred and fifty grand a week. Mad that way. That's just. Yeah. Arsenal spent uh, for a team that didn't spend a lot of cash. I can remember when they bought like Jose Reyes and stuff, and it was like twenty million. It was like oh, Arsenal spending big money, like when they bought Özil and stuff. For a team that didn't spend a huge amount of money on transfer fees. They did not spend some cash on wages. Like, they were paying Ozil 350 grand for a bit. They paid so, Aubameyang 200 odd. The top five, mate, here in salaries, they've got um, Aubameyang's on 250 grand, Partey is on 200 grand a week, Lacazette's on 182,063 pounds a week. It's probably that extra 63 got more of the mark to sign for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we'll offer you 182,000. No, nah, I'm definitely nah. 63 quid. Um, you don't know the gas and electric's going up and you got Nicholas Pepe on £140,000 a week and then Ben White uh, sorry just gone off Ben White was he won 20 let me just confirm that Ben White £120,000 a week five year contract worth £31 million. that's crazy so Ben White Ben White's playing he's pretty much a guaranteed starter but in my head, if you said, what's Ben White on? I'd have thought he'd have been on 35, 40 grand a week at Brighton. Um, and they'd have doubled his wage and put him on 70, 80 grand a week. Plays great for two seasons, gets an extension, goes up 120 grand. Yeah. Where are they going to go from that? His next, his next contract's going to be crazy. Yeah, so just some rough maths there. They're paying 900 grand a week and then five players. That's so much money. Pepe is uh, not getting a game. He's a, was 72 million. And Lacazette. Uh, yeah, I mean, how much money does it cost them? 72 million for a flop. And then you're also paying him one, what, 200 million or 200 grand a week. 140 grand a week. He's, he's on the bargains. But Lacazette, oh, yeah. Lacazette and Bamiyang are rotating around. I know. And, and every time you see Arsenal play really well, it's always Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli. It's yeah. the kids that play really well. Um, I guess it's maybe it's just the going rate and maybe because um, you don't really you only hear about the odd mega salary you don't hear about it as much as I think we used to hear about it back in the day like you used to hear more you, you would know like as a Newcastle fan you'd know like Kieran Dyer and stuff was on you'd know people were like 40 grand or 50 grand or you, you kind of maybe we don't hear about it as much because it's so grotesque now it's kept fairly sort of yeah I've had to, I've had to do some digging online to get them numbers off so Question, which I think is more interesting in the game because it was just a standard 3-0 home win for Arsenal. Yeah. And Martin Keown, Martin, I dropped him a text when I used just a match of the day. Um, yeah. he, he said as well that he agrees like that's twice Ambamiang's done that now. He's got to be stripped of the captaincy. Who does the captain's armband go to? I know Jack is coming back, but I don't think he's a captain either. Like, no. I've got to I think there'll be a few shouts. Um Maybe Gabrielle's fairly consistent. Um, I would say Thomas Party, but like I think, but all the time he's always injured. I so you want somebody who's, um, yeah, maybe. I mean, Kieran Tini will be another probably another shout because he he looks like he's a guy that works really hard and doesn't really let them down. But again, he's he's mean regular. Yeah, yeah, well, he hasn't started as much as he. Um, he obviously started. I, I think you'd probably go with maybe Gabrielle. Seems to be like 
Gabriel or, like off the... Gabriel or Ben White? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. Nah, I couldn't give it Ben White. No, no. yeah. Gab- too, pre- too pretty. Well, he's a bit rough and ready. Your captain needs to be a bit rough and ready. When you get... If you're, you're overly groomed, you can't be a skipper in my eyes, I think. Yeah, you're too old school. You know, then he gets the bottom band there. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but other than that, one thing I would like to say, yeah, I agree. It was a fairly routine win. Um, Erdegaard scored another goal, which is a, like maybe three in a row, something he's got now. It's good to see him scoring. But um, two points I want to, want to make. Southampton need to sign to keep us on the same. Willie Caballero had a shot, didn't he? Because obviously yeah. they had McCarthy injured. He, he got off with one that like he went away. He got no a flat, but nowhere near it. And then like he was, yeah, nowhere near like, the third that actually was given. So, yeah, um, Connie had a nightmare, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's always coming out. He's always got a, a mistake, and even though he's like a decent, like half decent shot stopper, but uh, Ramsdale still made six saves and and a few good saves. So oh, yes, it was a routine win for for Arsenal, but Ramsdale still made some decent saves, which is interesting. We've had this conversation, I think, maybe a month ago now. He's in my eyes, he's pushing Pickford for number one. Southgate, yeah, he's played so well. He won't because he he stays loyal to his boys, but God, he he's. He's pushing Pickford, man, and Everton's leaking goals for fun as well. If if he if he continues playing, this is this is the because the problem is Sam Johnson got relegated with West Brom. Nick Pope was in a poor Burnley side. Um, Dean Henderson could never nail down um, number one spot. So everyone that's come and challenged Pickford, yeah, has and it's, it's been an easy. It's probably been an easy way to say no because of whatever reason. Yeah, fair point. He's in a he's in a big club now, Ramsdale. He's in a big club like Arsenal or a big or a big club. Um, albeit not playing like European football, whatever, or Champions League football, but they're certainly a big club. He's playing really, really well. He's keeping clean sheets, seven clean sheets in thirteen, I think it is. Um, so that's decent that for a team that we thought were going to be like a lot of people thought were defensively going to be bang average. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got a good temperament. He's been relegated twice, bounced back on all the bigger, better things. Um, and everyone's loading over, not just the, the volume of saves he's making, but the quality of saves he's making. And he and the big thing is he's really good with his feet. Like yeah. he starts that move, that goal, that um who was a, the Lacazette first goal. Yeah. It's hit, it's he starts that, and that's always been the thing. Nick Pope's never been as good with his feet. Henderson probably is okay, but Pickford's decent with his feet. Whereas, like this, I think of all the people that's challenged Pickford, this has to be the one that's a serious contender. I agree. This he's got to be pushed Pickford. He was highlighting the match today. Ram, Ramsdale, he did this one of them side kicks from his hand, and he put was it Martinelli put through for a one on one. That was like huge kick. One thing Pickford's always had is got that he's got a huge massive kick. kick. Yeah. Ramsdale's competing with him, so it's I be, agree. It's, yeah, it'd be good to see Pickford get pushed for that number one spot because. I think he's got a, an error in him and yeah. Hey, still still a long time to the World Cup yet. One thing I would say on that, I really I know it's totally on a tangent. Pickford does have an error in him. He has loads of errors in him, but just for Everton usually. That he, he needs to let like I, I think I still think he needs to let England down before he would be considered by um mm-hmm. by um Southgate. And he doesn't he rarely he's I can't remember he was good in the pen shootout. Obviously good in the dressing room and stuff, and uh, in terms of like, I think he's just good crack. Probably he's probably not the statesman like um, sort of captain material, but yeah, I think you need to fair. let England down first. Fair point. Fair point. Um, where else we go after that, mate? Yeah, let's. 
Leicester for Newcastle nil. Um, it's no secret for anyone who's new to the pod. You can probably tell from my and Yannis' accent. Um, we're both from the northeast of England. Uh, Newcastle supporters. Uh, I'll be honest. Coming into this game, I thought we were going to pick something up. We had momentum behind us. Leicester having kept a clean sheet in sixteen or seventeen games. Uh, I watched them midweek in Europa League. They couldn't defend. I'm like. Yeah. We can build some momentum, build some momentum. Johnny Evans went off after um in the first 10 minutes, pulled the yeah. hammy or something. Or like the stars are aligning, you have to put a midfielder in centre half. Yeah. And then for the first 35 minutes, I was quite happy, even if we went in nil-nil at half time. So I was yeah. Leicester got a mistake in them. But then we concede a penalty. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. I watched them at Nap- Napoli. They conceded some really poor goals, Leicester, and I agree. Newcastle got a really poor, like a, not poor, but difficult run of fixtures. They've got like City, Man United and Liverpool or something. Liverpool first or whatever it is. Uh, and this one I thought was, we'd, we'd get, I thought, I actually was like, we'll get something out of this. Um, so I agree. Really flat from Newcastle, actually. Uh, but the pen is probably decisive because it opens the floodgates, I guess. Yeah. Is it a penalty? Uh, I'll start. Go on. I don't. I think it's a dive. I I can I, I totally understand why it's given, but I think if VAR looks at that. Should look at that. And I, I don't think that should be given. He's already. Did you ever? Did you ever watch the videos of the old lady who was diving swimming pools years ago? Uh, she was like, oh, "This is a forward pike," and she'd like do a dive in the swimming pool. He was like that old lady. He was already half diving, doing a forward pike, whatever it was, <laughs> like a su- half somersault. He, Madison was on his way. I totally agree with Sunes, which is not often I'd say that when I watched the uh, the match. I think um, I think he was, yeah, the cells dangled a leg, but doesn't mean you have to get a penalty because someone dangles a leg and just jump into it. It's just I think it's a dive. This is the one where I'm really on the fence. So, I, it's a dive. The cells put his legs there and. As soon as you've stuck that leg in there, it's inviting the contact. If he doesn't dive as much, I would be like, yeah, it depends. If he just takes the touch because he dives a little bit, I'm like, I don't think he, he has, he is playing for it 100%. He's playing for it. So if, yeah. he, if he just took contact, I'm like, yeah, penalty. Because he's diving, thinking, no. So overall, I, I think it's a, I think, I think it's a penalty. See, see where, where I disagree is, um, see, take Ronaldo's. There's no way Max Aaron's is pulling Ronaldo down where he needs to get thrown onto his back. But the, the contact's first, and then Ronaldo's like, right, see you later, I'm off. Mm-hmm. That's not the case in this one. The leg is there, and he's already going over before he's touched the leg. Well, the cells- so therefore, I, I, and I know just because the cell's leg is there doesn't mean that he can just already be diving, already be falling over, and then hit the leg and be like, that's a pen. It's meant to be foul, create, create. You know, the contact creates a foul, which knocks him. That, that's what it's meant to be. And I know referee, we... referee should be like they are aware, right? So Newcastle going into this game had conceded more penalties than anybody else in the league. It was like five or six penalties we've conceded this season. Lascelles, that is the third penalty this season he's conceded. So he gives a penalty away every five games, and the same as players, <laughs> no, same as managers and players with stats. They'll be well aware of people who have like, oh, like 
this person's aggressive, he's likely to get a yellow card more than if this person does. So Lascelles will already have that stigma, like Newcastle love giving away a pen. He's the yeah. only he's the only player in the Premier League to giving away more than one penalty, and he's given away three. So yeah. that should be Eddie Howe and Lascelles' as captaincy. Look, mate, eyes are on you. You can't tackle or defend or play football. So what we're going to do is we're going to play your centre half and be make you captain. Just do us a favour. <laughs> Don't tackle anybody in the box. Like it should uh, be. I do. I do feel a bit. I, I feel a bit sorry for Lascelles on this one because he's been getting battered on Twitter by um, yeah. by Newcastle fans. Um, I, I, I just that's the point I will make. Like, yes, his leg is there, but that doesn't mean that you need to be jumping into it and going over it. Like, yeah, from for me, Madison is Madison has completely initiated the contact. He's already going down before the leg hit before he hits him. For me, and I know I, I watched Glenn Murray on um, on on um, match day two and he made the same point well his leg's there so but his leg's there doesn't mean it's a pen like it's he still jumps into it therefore how is it it's it's not it's not Lascelles' fault if you're going to jump into him you can't jump into people and get a pen so that's why I think I think it's it's I don't think it's been bored I think it's a dive and I think that's where VER should say Do you know that's that's not a pen for me well the way around that's Callum Wilson or St Maximin you're going nuts that's a penalty all that's a stonewaller well, I, I initially straight in the group chat so to a couple of my pals, I was like, that is pen, stone pen. But as soon as I seen it on VAR, so I'm talking maybe, I totally understand why the ref gave it. I do, because I thought pen, like, yeah, stonewall that. But the way, as soon as I saw it back, I was like, nah, he's jumping before he even hits him. So I'm not sure. I like to think that I'm not totally blinded by Newcastle. And I might like this, but by the way, we've had four previous pen decisions of goal against us this season. So maybe I am. But, um, but yeah, other than that, though, and then it was like just the, Newcastle sort of classic capitulation. Uh, Madison put time and space, and there, I tell you one thing about Leicester: they are a totally different team with Tillemans is back. Yeah, makes them tick. Um, As in, so I've nearly got a kind of lag roll over laptop there. The, the one thing which, as a Newcastle fan, which disappointed me the most was how everyone's head just went. Yeah, really disappointing, but. Uh, yeah. That was the main thing. I, Brendan Rodgers would be most most excited about the clean sheet. Wait, can I just make one point? Remember ages ago when I said to you, on one of the pods, I, Harry Kane needs a goal, come to Newcastle, you'll score. Yeah. Well, unless I need a clean sheet. How do I have a clean sheet with 40 years? Come to Newcastle, come to town, clean sheet. Right, don't yeah. worry. If you need your hoodoo broken, we're your team. We're the, we're the teams that break streaks, just the yeah. streaks that we want to be breaking. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. It is what um, it is. Newcastle need to spend spend and bring some players in. Uh, I don't think they're going to get any marquee signs, but they need. To- <coughs> no, um, yeah, I think the like the Connor Cody's and maybe even the Tarkovskys are, or certainly you know as people talk. I mean, I was one that was like, I love James Ward Prowse. Nah, they are. Nah. We're going to be looking at the loan market. We're going to be spend probably gambling on a few people, a couple of mercenaries, chopping in some. Some peppy kind of cash around. The only only person I can possibly see, which will cost us a fortune, and he's he's got what is it? He's on his last season contract with Burnley. If Newcastle's still within touching distance, Tarkovsky, but it's going to cost a fortune. Like, yeah, because like, they, they knocked back fifty million what last season but, for West Ham. But if they come out and say, look. He's going to leave. Give him a contract, which he'll he'll be excited for. That and it's going to have to be like I'm talking, redonkulous contract yeah. you're going to have to offer him. 
that's the only way I can see him getting him. Like the talk of Connor Cody, that's just absolute silly talk. Like, yeah, he's a good captain. Wolves are playing great. Like, why not? Would he get involved? Maybe in a year's time, two years' time, if like once they're pushing, but not right now. Yeah. But Burnley's good. Yeah, I think I do definitely think that Newcastle need to, to look at, um, yeah, centre half is obviously absolutely, I just wow. totally agree. Uh, Lascelles isn't playing, isn't a footballer and don't understand how he's the club captain. But anyway, um, massive, massive result that for Leicester and might put their season back on track. That. Let's move on. Let's go to Palace 3, Event 1. I'll let you take this one, mate. It's your, your fanboy that you love. Yeah, the big, the big guy, Conor Gallagher. A couple of goals on him. Um, I think he's having, he's having a blinding season and um, just proves what we know. Like, my, my tip to be rock bottom is that they're, they're flying. It's a big result, actually, passed because they had, they had just had a few sort of Shaky-ish or not, they haven't been quite as as good as they've been sort of four or five games ago. So big result for them. But they they were only I say only was it five five six points above relegation. So they yeah, weren't. So they drew, started really well and had a shaky-ish four or five games where they only picked up a couple of points. They've just drawn a lot of games. Yeah. So this this is kind of the the palace which which are coming coming together which which is almost like what he's been trying to play towards so great to see where Palace can take this if you're a Palace fan it's probably the most exciting team you've watched for a long time yeah so do you think um, do you think they would try and buy Conor Gallagher and do you, they must try and buy him surely but do you think Chelsea would sell him and or do you think Conor Gallagher would go there on permanent um, if I'm Chelsea I'd want to keep him if I'm Conor Gallagher I'd be thinking how much playing time am I guaranteed? If I'm Chelsea, I'd play Conor Gallagher over Loftus Cheek. Um, Would you? That's yeah, awesome. I don't think Loftus Cheek fits that midfield role for what they're looking for. Um, if you think of like their holding mids, like they've got to be able to drop when their wing backs go forward or when you got Rudiger going on a, an adventure. Whereas, yeah, they've got the other attacking players to do them jobs. Where you think of. Jorginho or the Cante yes Cante gets backwards and forwards whereas Loftus-Cheek I always think of him like centre mid to attack and I don't really tend to think of him as too much yeah, yeah. mid Conor Gallagher could probably play more that role I know he scores plenty likes to get forward but you see like a huge work ethic in him so, yeah he's, he's a proper he's a proper box to box tail who could absolutely do with Conor Gallagher Newcastle United um, but I, I do think it's interesting that I think um, I think Loftus-Cheek is a bit of a um, he's probably a bit of a differential in terms of he's a bit different yeah. um, than the rest of the uh, midfielders they've got but certainly uh, it's mad I think that Ross Bartley um, who's never right. really become the player he should have been he's he's there but like kind of guys that one alone so um, but yeah he's, he's massive for them Everton, who, who, who would you play Conor Gallagher or Ross Barkley oh Conor Gallagher definitely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, absolutely I thought he was great I, I, I was paying for Newcastle to sign him start of the season um, but he's brilliant on loan at uh, West Brom last season. Uh, and then Rafa. So uh, they bring off Richarlison and it's because he, he was feeling his car. I think it was his calf or his hammy. He, was, he obviously felt a tweak. He was still able to run and play on. But um, Rafa came out in the interview afterwards and said, look, we've already got um, Calvin Lewis injured. We can't risk him being injured long term. So we took him off. And this is something we've talked about in the pod before. His attitude is horrendous. Great, it is like, isn't it? Great footballer, 
but his attitude's horrendous. And he comes off the pitch like a sp- like a, a small kid. And you don't expect any player to be like buzzing to get subbed off unless it's, you've maybe scored a hat-trick and you want a round of applause in the 89th minute. But come off the pitch, don't pass the negative negativity on your team. They've already got to come back. The other striker's coming on. But then what's interesting is that Everton fans starts chanting them um, fat Spanish waiter with Rafael. Oh, yeah. And uh, some stats I've got got here as well. Uh, I was going to pull up. That yeah, that's that's worrying with the fans because obviously he didn't have, he wasn't in date of the fans after obviously the Liverpool connection. So Yeah. So since October 1st, the last 10 games, Everton have picked up five points and are ranked 20th. Put, um, goals eight, ranked 18th. Expected goals 10.7, Goals conceded 21, ranked 19th. Expected goals against 17.6, ranked 19th. Ben, sorry, you broke up that. Go for that again, please. Bro. Sorry, sorry, mate. Uh, so the, the points, they're ranked 20th, they got five points. Uh, the goals have scored, they're ranked 18th. Yeah. Uh, the expected goals of 15th, goals conceded the 19th with 21 and expected goals against the 19th with 17.6. So all the numbers are against Rafa at the moment. So you can see why they haven't found... That is worrying, isn't it? Last 10 games, five... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, and there are, you must remember, there are some awful teams in this league. I know there's been improvements by Norwich and improvements Watford and Newcastle have improved slightly, but like Burnley and stuff. But there are some awful teams, and if yeah, if you're picking up less points over ten games than those teams, that is definitely worrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I, I don't think you can say like it's. I don't know. It's strange. I agree. I, I listened to the pod that you got you and um, Dan did um, last week, and I agree with a lot of what Dan was saying. Like they just don't have a huge amount of quality players. Like they've. They've wasted a lot of money and they just they just don't have a huge amount of quality. And the, once they're missing like Yerry Mina and Dakuri and, and Calvert Lewin's obviously so integral to what they do. Um yeah, and Alan, like I thought I thought Alan had a really good season this season. It's just yeah, it's dropping average. And if anybody has a listen, like you should go back to I think it was was it the, the last pod or second of last pod where Dan goes into great detail explaining um the, the bad recruitment and it, it, his breakdown is really good so if anyone's interested drop back and listen to the last the finances behind it and how and how they've sort of dug themselves in this hole they've got all the cash but they can't spend it because they've already spent too much money in FFD yeah. and all that and it's interesting yeah. that um, is it Brands who was the the director of football or the sport right. director he's since been sacked since actually we did that pod Re- ah really yeah he went maybe Evan's high rock you'll listen to Dan yeah that's it so Dan well predicted mate by the way, can I just say one last one last thing on that on that uh, Rafa? I don't think he gets the sack yet though, unless they get into sort of relegation zone because there's a lot of dead wood in that squad, and he's spent zip, and he's good at spending zip. Has to sell. He has to sell, yeah. And they don't. And they only have like a few assets that you'd really look to sell. I think Dan mentioned this as well, like Dinia. Yeah, you might sell him and be able to recruit somebody else cheaper, but there, there aren't very many. He can't sell Calvert Lewin's integral. Can't really sell with Charleston because, like, he's a really good player, even though he's a proper sulk. You can't sell the Curry and Mina. You probably couldn't sell Pickford because he's a bit of a gamble. So, See, I would argue that it's probably not going to 
Boardwell. Pickford's probably the one I would sell. Yeah, but you can't. I don't think you get that much money from who. Where's he go? Where do you, where, who's who spends? What are you going to expect? Well, expect forty million. Who's going to spend that for Pickford? I don't know. I think you're surprised if you put him up. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. He's not going to go to Man United. He's definitely not going to go to Liverpool, City, Arsenal's not. Villa's got a good keeper. Yeah, Martinez, yeah. Newcastle's got Spurs. We, we Spurs is still... Yeah, Spurs, maybe? Nah, I still think, I think Lloris is still club captain. Like He's obviously just plenty of dressing room and all that sort of stuff. So... I don't. I think he have another season or two left. I, I don't think it's spend money. So again, he's still sitting in the dressing room. Like just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Spurs would be better spending their cash elsewhere. Um, Maybe so. But um, but yeah, it's just it's it must be frustrating being Everton fan. Just like all that potential and all that kind of money, the talk of the new stadium and all the while Salah just scores every five minutes across the across the park, like. Um, where else want to go now? I think we've got maybe we've got two left. Brentford, Watford, two one. Yeah, um, Watford took the lead through Dennis, and oh, God, Watford is so bad at defending. Like, and as a Newcastle fan, there's not many teams we can say that about, but these are terrible. Yeah, defenders. yeah, it's a bit of a. Shit. I thought what well, I thought. Uh, Watford played well um, in this, like tackling wise. There was a couple of opportunities. I think yeah, Dennis put um, um, Josh King through. Um, he didn't really do anything with the finish. He kind of looked, he tried to bend the bottom corner. Took it, kind of took it too. Much, I shouldn't even should have. Yeah, but what I'm saying, Dennis has been. By the way, I mean, sign of the season. Would you, I mean, it's I mean, Conor Gallagher's been a great signer, but somebody's made an impact from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um. Corny has been a good signing for Burnley, but I would I would argue that he's been like as good as anybody. Um, looks a right handful. Um, he's got a few yeah, goals now. That'll be definitely one of the ones we bring for the Christmas pod signing of the of the year and the end of the year. Yeah. We thought we would bring that too. Hmm. Um, but so I right, Brentford. I mean, it, I'll have to put these speak this um, heater back on in the bar all free. So I'll let you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> Brentford would would probably say like. Um, they deserved it because they've had lots of kind of endeavour and they probably haven't been on the on the um, probably haven't been on the right side of some of their performances. But what this is this is becoming a bit of a kind of Watford esque performance. They can either be absolutely awful, yeah, get bad. They can be really good and win games, or they can be like good in parts and still somehow like lose the game. Like I, I didn't, I, didn't, I was like, I watched this game and turned it off like ten minutes ago. Um, and like I don't know why we put something else, whatever. But like then I, I looked at the score and I couldn't, couldn't believe it. So like, what, I think Ranieri's been there for nine games now, or one two. So he's yeah. lost, lost seven. Statistics say he needs thirty-seven to survive over the last five years. So he's, I don't know. Could he get sacked before the end of the season? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be, it, it would be the most Watford thing. Like, like bring Ranieri in and then sack him straight away. Like, that would be... Um, yeah, but I, I still think they'll go down. I've said, I've said it all the time. Even when they beat like, Everton, I still think they'll go down, Watford. Uh, so here we go, another penalty. 96 minutes. Was it a pen? Um, don't know. What do you think? Oh, yeah. It was Stonewall penalty. Like I know he tried to argue that he swung his leg round and took him down, 
Yeah. Like he swung his leg around, he got we got past him, but nah, it's a it was a yeah, it was a penalty. So yeah, uh, centre half's names just escaped us, but to him to put in sliding tackles in the 95th minute, like he has got to get absolutely rinsed. And his first job when he gets back is 100 laps around the pitch. Like you should not be. Yeah, man. Your team, Do you think you are the cells? I know you worked so hard for 96 minutes, and like I know you've got to defend, but that is just. Mental. Pressure on Brian and Bumo as well, taking that pen. He's not the usual pen taker Ivan Tony is, so big pressure, big pen that. Took a while, though. Um, really well. Yeah. That, takes, that, that takes them comfortably now away from, like, I know it's early doors still, and I think they, they, they'll still be looking over their shoulder come come what may, but, um, yeah, that's a, that's a massive result for them. Um, Both saying yes for that one for the pen count. And then the last game, mate, um, we had a nil-nil Burnley-West Ham. Uh I don't think there's a great deal to talk about. I've got like there's a penalty for penalty appeal for Dawson, which I can't see like how that got turned down, to be honest. Yeah, that like that's a stonewaller for me. Like the only thing that's maybe saving grace is he or the for Burnley saving grace, he was kind of in the air. The ball was almost going out, but still he was fouled in the box. Uh so to me, I would I would personally give that as a penalty. And was that even looked at? Was it even looked at by VR? I don't. I don't know if the top fast because it was. A, it went over for a. It was a corner, wasn't it? Yeah. And it went straight out, and it was like is it the take the corner two seconds? It was like yeah, just carry on with the game straight away. You'd presume they looks everything, like you think so, but it depends if they've gone for a, a hot chocolate or what. I don't know. Like honestly, yeah, I think empty sometimes, and and then <laughs> by man by apprentices, but other than it, Antonio hasn't scored for seven games. Yeah. Bit of a concern that um, they've kind of shuffled things around, don't they? Four nails didn't start, like which um, like Lanzini the league as well. Like they obviously rotating players, and now they've they had the they can't be playing every Thursday, Sunday, can they? Yeah, I think this was always. I think if you spoke to like Moyes and like including sort of um, West Ham fans, this is probably what they would say. There'd be a. Spe- I think we spoke to on when we were at the, the, the match. Charlie, who's a. a Work with his West Ham fan. He, I think, they understand that there's going to be a, a period in the season where they don't pick up all the points that they potentially would have. And it's, you know, that yes, they've got a good squad. They do have covered a lot of places and stuff, but um, you wouldn't have Dawson starting in that. You know, he'd be like down the pecking order and stuff. But so you know, um, I think there's probably this is the reason why they won't break in the top four. Mm. Because Jesse Lingard will be a good signing for West Ham right now. He'd be someone that can rotate in and play around that sort of the, the top part. Uh, yeah, maybe go back there, maybe. The last last thing I've got on Burnley is that Tarkovsky and Ben Mee, them two are centre halves. They're essential, them two remain yeah. fit. If anything yeah. happens to them two, they, they'll be gone because them two literally hold the, the entire team together. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Corney has been a massive signing for them um, up top, but obviously he didn't play because he was injured. Uh, I think he got injured in the Newcastle game, didn't he? Um, so uh, Burnley are just like a lot of grafters, probably more than the sum of their parts, but I totally agree with you. Nick Pope and the two centre-halves in front of them, Ben Mee and Tarkovsky, massive for them. Good point, really, for them, isn't it? Yeah, good point. West Ham is home. All right, mate. That wraps it up. Okay, so 
any of the business, Jan, uh, suppose the topic that everyone's getting sick of talking about is, especially yourself, <laughs> COVID. Um. Breaking news is there's 42 confirmed cases among staff. There's been some training grounds closed down, Villa, Man United. Can you see all the games happening over winter? Nah, that, nah, I can't. I can see. I can't see a shutdown. I don't think that would happen. Um, I would, it would need to get like huge volume of cases. I think. Um, then is that irresponsible if you're still like the rest of the countries? Suppose you're working from home and you have got players that's still going out there. Like, where do you draw the line at? Uh, I think um, it's. Well, I was working from home if you can, and footballers can't work from home. Um, so, and also there's an argument to say that um, of all that's gone on over the last like however many years in Britain, we really like the festive period of football. I love. I know. I know. We say like footballs play too much football and they need some more rest. I'm like, nah. More games during Christmas. I want a game every ten minutes. I want two games in a day for the same team. That's kind of. I, I love the festive period. And I love the Boxing Day games. I love all of that. Um, it's great. So it's an argument to say that and why Boris cancel Christmas and us all have to stay in our houses but keep the footy on. That's what I I, I love it. I was going to say, like, Boris isn't afraid to make the decision. Like, he has absolutely no problem destroying Christmas and everything. So shouldn't Destroys as much as he touches, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, but yeah, we'll- I... I, I I think games will be called off like as and when like the Spurs game was and stuff. And I, I would be amazed if you get through like the next two or three weeks of even like 90% of the games played, I'd be surprised. I think there'll be quite a few cancellations. Uh, and then the other thing, any other business, the Champions League draw yeah. and the redraw. <laughs> I, I know. I Absolutely comical because we were obviously both at work today and you text me saying, oh, have you seen the draw? It's like, Messi versus Ronaldo, and I'm like, no way! Like, I think we had a few. Like, this must be yeah, rare. Yeah. Like, they're gonna make so much money through like bigging up like one final last dance and all. All this jazz is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be incredible. And then was it was it Alex Ferguson rang up and kicked off or something? You noticed like ball. <laughs> 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 nah, yeah. all, it, it does look it does look dodgy where they have to take the teams out where they can't play each, each other and group stages or home games or if teams have both got the same letter in the alphabet they can't like play against each other <laughs> yeah it's, it's so it's if you're in the, that group with the team you can't redraw them and you can't play somebody from your home your home nation in this round so mm-hmm. I get it but um, I've, I've read it I've read a few bits about it and stuff on Twitter I had a few comments and that about it people are saying it looks pretty dodge but I'm actually I know you've sent the links on I haven't actually gotten around to watching them have you seen, so is it, it does it look really dodgy so I get there's loads of pots on the table and they take the balls out that can't be drawn against each other put them in this other pot and then once the teams are drawn they put the balls back in the other pots and they left one over here it basically looks like a imagine going like a like a, um, a finger buffet. Yeah, everything just kind of gets mixed mixed up a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's a mess. So they, it got redrawn, and I think some clubs are definitely going to be happy about this. Uh, so what you're saying is, Man United thought they were going for a nice little tuna and cucumber sandwich, and they come out with egg mayo, and they're like, not having that. <laughs> Let's get that changed. I want my tuna. Yeah, it was, like, it, was stale, it was on stale bread as well. Like, they weren't happy at all. 
Um, it's interesting. You know, it's because like it's there's there's obviously these um, these kind of parameters now that don't want certain teams to play each other. And I actually think that's a really good thing. I think we, we Champions League is all about these massive clubs playing each other and stuff, and and that's what we want to see. We don't want to see. I'll be gutted if it was like Man City, Liverpool in this round. So I totally agree with like those changes. Um, but because it's like you need to factor that in, but also the, the desperate have like obviously humans like actually draw it out so they can say it's totally random. In reality, the best way to do it would just be put all the stuff on like on on a computer and just press a big red button and go like bong. There's a random generated. There's all the teams. There's all the you know that that would be the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but but people would be like, no, that's that's a fix. It's a scam. So, but in reality, that would be the best way to do it. Just press a button and all this computer goes right. These are the fixtures. There's a video that um, I, I shared today, which um, which is still the best ever cup cup driver. That's from Rod Stewart's drawing, like the, the Scottish fourth round, the fifth round when he's drunk and he's, oh, no. he's shouting at all the numbers. I remember watching it actually. Actually, live. I was like, I can't remember what game was after. But you know, he used to like draw the the, the round straight after. Yeah, yeah. Rod's. Coming, he's drawn drawing the team speed for for the next round, and he's clearly like not even half cut. Like he's cut. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's on our Instagram on our on our story at the moment. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Rod Rod Stewart doing the FA Cup drunk. He would have been there yeah. in the Champions League, right? Because this guy, or these professionals, and how much money's involved in the Champions League now is is ridiculous. And the fact that he messed up the draw. Yeah, I mean. That's horrendous. That's so like, bad, isn't it? They had to redraw. It's like the Champions League is like maybe the pinnacle. Like the fact that it, it wasn't just GBs and people like, oh, that's a bit dodge. Actually, had to go and redraw it. Yeah, because he got it wrong. Like, imagine the meeting. Like, you had one job. Like, yeah. Anyway, Champions League. Just when Formula One looked dodgier than football for 10 minutes, football was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, where dodgy, where the most dodgy thing going, right? Watch us on. <laughs> Well, do you reckon draw the round though? There's got you got Inter Milan, Liverpool. Uh, yeah, PSG. draw the round was definitely Man U PSG. I was good when that wasn't there. Yeah, I was, I was going to be class like, but looking at the drawing and all, there's like Salzburg by Munich, Sporting Man City, Benfica, Ajax, um, Chelsea, Lille, Atletico, Man United. That'd be a good one. Villarreal, Juventus, yeah. that'd be decent. Inter Milan, Liverpool, and PSG, Real Madrid. It's probably the Bottom two is the big ones, there, do you reckon? Yeah, probably. You'd probably see the PSG Real Madrid is like Galacticos versus the old school Galacticos versus new school Galacticos. Um, that's probably the pick of the bunch. I, I'm trying to find the quote from um, from Michael Owen. Did you see it? Oh, yes. He said, something like, he said something like, people are going to have an easier draw or a harder draw unless you're the same team. Yeah, here it is. We, we, I shared it on our story just before I pressed record, mate. Everyone is going to have a better or a worse draw unless they draw the same team. <laughs> Speaking of Michael, Michael, Michael Owen, oh, I can't believe we didn't mention this with the game. So after after the, the Liverpool Villa game, you know, when you get some of the, the pundits to interview, yeah, uh, to like oh Robbie Fowler's interview and um Stephen Gerrard pitch side. Oh, no. like, oh he's, he's another Liverpool player to ask you a question. So Michael Owen's like, all right, Stevie, like um I don't know how you found it going back to, to Liverpool, but like once I left Liverpool, I used to I used to hate going back there. And Stephen Gerrard goes, 
if I played for Man United, I'd hate to come back here as well. <laughs> Ooh, love that. Love that. Uh, uh, it's different to be playing for a club for 17 years and, like, you've been a boyhood fan and never gone anywhere to being, like, a guy that went to, like, the dark side. Yeah. 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 Michael Owen. Um, uh, he's, he's got us a belt and quotes, like, Michael Owen. Uh, you know, basically, like, if that goes in, they score. It was one, I think the favourite one is he said something like, um, that's an unstoppable shot, but the keeper's got to do better there for me. His top 10 is, is like glorious. Yeah, that, that's some of your research over Christmas, Jan. And we'll yeah, Michael Owen's top 10. Michael Owen's top 10 sayings are quotes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, any other business, mate? Yes, done. There we go. Yanis, welcome back. How are you feeling? Match fitness, you okay? I had a struggle through there. I think if I was a sub, couldn't have got him on for the last 10, but... I think you're I doing better. Better than Lukaku. He's, he's, um, he's worth 93 million or whatever, mate, so that must put you at least 120. <laughs> oh, easy. Yeah, easy. Slip straight back in, mate. Full pod. No substitutes needed. Well done, mate. Seamless. So injury prone, you see, so I'm used to coming back. Got to get back up to speed quickly, man. <laughs> but yeah thank you very much for downloading sub- subscribing we're coming into the busy winter period so me and Jan's are going to be dropping as many pods into your uh, podcast feed as possible uh, as ever we always, we're always available on social media so you can have our hilarious banter going on there as well if you're missing us on our two regular pods a week um, you can get us on Insta we are on Twitter we are on TikTok we are on Facebook Dad FC pod you're easy to find uh, yeah Please make sure that you're sharing, subscribing. Janice, it's the time for you to get a nap now, mate. Yeah, I think it's time for me. Maybe it's like a bit of toast before bed. <laughs> bit, bit of toast, a second cup of tea. Don't have yeah. coffee or keep yourself awake. Just make yeah. sure you're getting your head down for the next couple of days, mate. We've got some football to watch. We've got a pot so at the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to everyone for subscribing. Make sure you share. Tell a friend and enjoy your midweek football and we will catch you Thursday, Friday for the second pod coming into your feed this week. As ever, we are the Dad FC Football Podcast and this was Giannis making his mighty return scoring a hat-trick. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to you soon, mate. <laughs>